Chapter 3 of Man's Restoration by Grace by Thomas Goodwin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The common concurrence which the three persons have in other works besides our salvation, that, being one in essence, they join in the operation of all external works. I come now to show how these three persons have, for the discovery of themselves, undertaken several works for the effecting our salvation, which is the thing inferred out of the text, and may be the subject of the rest that follows. For the foundation of it out of this text, I showed before how man's salvation was one main thing set out by the Apostle in this chapter, as that unto which these three were witnesses, as well as that Christ was the Son of God and they are termed witnesses to it by a real setting their several hands unto it, that is, to the effecting of it. The main object of our faith, which John here would confirm, lies in this persuasion that God hath perfectly prepared and really and cordially given eternal life to the sons of men. To verify the infinitely serious and real intent of God therein, he alleges these three witnesses, who are not verbal witnesses only, in averring of it in words to our hearts and in the scriptures, but real witnesses, that witness by what they have done, that are and have been at infinite cost and pains to accomplish it, and not in common only, but all three singly and apart, Christ in shedding his blood, the Holy Ghost in applying it, and working in our heart all that is requisite to estate us in it, and to assure us of it. And such real testimonies in working our salvation in us and for us are the strongest and weightiest kind of testimony. Christ says, John 10 verse 37, If ye believe not me, believe the works, and verse 38, a testimony by works is the most valid testimony of all other, and it shows that God is most full and intense and hearty in it, when we shall hear how all that is in God, persons as well as attributes, have engaged and set themselves a work about it. My method in handling this great point shall be, one, to clear the eminently distinct hand each person hath in this solo work of our salvation, by setting by it and concurring with it, that common concurrence and concealed, as to us, which they have in all other works besides in other things. 2. To give proofs to their distinctly eminent hand in this work. 1. For the first I shall speak of two things. 1. In general, how in all other works, besides this of our salvation, they have a joint concurrency, yet not any visible appearance in any one not of one person more than another held forth to us, although therein they have really and invisibly a distinct hand, as in the works of creation and providence, etc. 2. How besides this distinct cooperation in such works in common alike to them, yet that in the works of our salvation they have declaredly some one work attributed to one more than to another, and so have by parts the whole distributively and by parts shared among them. Both which propositions put together do wonderfully set forth that peculiar glory which is designedly made to appear in the work of our salvation. 1. As for all other works besides this of our salvation in common to them, every one hath a joint hand, and yet distinct in each, which that place confirms, John 5, my father works hitherto, and I work, and yet concealed as to us. The explanation of this I dispatch briefly in these four assertions. 1. As things are in being, so in working, which axiom holds in God himself as well as in his creatures. Hence, that as all three persons have in common but one essence, so one equal hand in works. For all operations flowing from essence, therefore when the essence is but one, the operation must needs be one and the same, which here must be understood, quod substantiam operis, for the substance of the work.
and hence, as their essence is equal, so their concurrence is equal in this respect, even in the manner of redemption, which yet is appropriated in a more especial manner unto Christ. 2. Yet though they be but one essence, yet they are three distinct subsistencies or personalities, and still that axiom follows, that the operation of each follows the distinction of their existences, and bears the resemblance of them, and look what order or distinction they have in subsisting, they have in operation to accompany it, but the distinction of their personality, if abstractly considered from the essence, being but modus essendi, therefore in like manner the distinction of their operation and concurrence is but modus operandi, a distinct manner of concurring. 3. Hence, look what order and dependence they have and hold in their subsistency, the same they have and hold in their working. Hence, as the Father is the fountain of the other two subsistencies, begetting the Son and breathing the Holy Spirit, so he is in like manner the fountain of all action and operation. John 5 verse 19, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what the Father shows him, and he sees the Father do. The Father begins, the Son carries on the motion, the Holy Ghost from both perfects, consummates, and executes the work. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 6, the Father, of whom are all things, the Son, by whom are all things, the Holy Spirit, through whom. Thus in creation, the ultima manus, the last hand, is attributed to him. By his Spirit he hath garnished the heavens, Job 26 verse 13. Garnishing is the ultimate work, the consummating of all, and is therefore made his. So the forming the creatures into their perfect forms, out of that rude mass, is attributed to the Spirit of God. But for, although there be this order and distinction in their concurrent operation between themselves, yet in all those ordinary works ad extra, common to them all, this is not made to appear to us by any discernible character. Christ says indeed in John 5, My Father hitherto works, speaking of those of creation and providence, but there is nothing in the works themselves that manifest any appropriation of what the hand of the one is more peculiarly than of the other. When God goes to make man, he may say, as he did, let us make man, which imports an us, a plurality of persons, to have concurred in it, yet the distinction of that us appears not in any distinct works that went to the perfecting of that workmanship. The making of the soul is not attributed especially unto one, and of the body unto another, no, nor yet in the whole frame of heaven and earth. In the creation, God indeed manifested his attributes as his eternal power and Godhead, Romans 1 verse 20, and yet but in scattered beams, and not all, as you heard. But there are not so much as vestigia trinitatis, footsteps of the Trinity, or of that distinction in the persons shines in them. And though in Adam some schoolmen have endeavoured to demonstrate a shadowing forth of the Trinity in the faculties of the soul, yet it is at the best, and utmost of it, if so much, but a shadowing this forth, as when we used to fetch similitude from things created to express things divine by. And thus things earthly serve, as Christ says, John 3 verse 3, and the twelfth verse compared, by way of parable or similitude to show forth heavenly, as the first birth shadows forth the new birth, which he had been discoursing of then, yet they are remote enough from holding forth as proper effects or being characteristical demonstrations of them. Thus, when some would argue this same from the distinction of those three powers of the soul, the understanding, memory, and will, fancying the memory in man should peculiarly resemble one person, suppose the Holy Ghost and the understanding the Son and the will of the Father, others, that in man's soul the understanding, the will, and the power to act, and put forth the acts of these, 
are lively characters of the persons, but these are all so obscure and uncertain in their evidence, or characters of these three persons and their distinction, as they all vanish as shadows, when Whistley pried into, and most narrowly searched into when applied. I dare not be too definite concerning his works of grace towards the elect angels, who, besides that unto them the three persons may be supposed to be made known by revelation, yet not in them, at or from their creation, but what may have further been from God's election of them, which is a super-creation grace, and which was the Father's work on them, even as the election of us men is the Father's also, or what from their union with Christ as their head may have had, and doth appear of these persons to them thereby, and what other work in them should answer to the Holy Ghost, and his order and distinction is not so fully revealed to us. This, for their conjunct operation in common works, as they may be compared with those of our salvation. End of chapter 3